Hello, it's me and not Dr. Doug. Surprise! <laughs> and welcome to Security Weekly News, episode 320 for the start of week 20 August 2023. Today we have Cold Fusion Flaw, EncroChat, Sneaky Amazon and Google, Spoofing Apple Devices, Tesla Data Breach, along with Space. And also, we have the founding father of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Jason Wood. All this and more on today's Security Weekly News Show. This is a Security Weekly production for security professionals by security professionals. Please visit securityweekly.com forward slash subscribe to subscribe to all the shows on our network. We interrupt our program to bring you this important it's the show that keeps you up to date on the latest security news twice a week. Your trusted source for accurate security information and expert analysis. It's time for Security Weekly News. Are you constantly thinking about how to keep your enterprise as secure as possible? Get to know Chrome Enterprise, the trusted browser for security conscious professionals like you. It's ease of use for IT and security teams and added access controls protect the remote, extended and hybrid workforce, keeping your entire enterprise safe. Don't settle for a browser that compromises your organization. Visit securityweekly.com slash Chrome Enterprise now to learn more and start protecting your enterprise like never before. Why does multi-factor authentication have to be a pain for users? It doesn't. Beyond Identity is the most secure MFA on the market and the easiest to use. They ensure that every authentication is multi-factor by default with phishing-resistant factors that secure access from the start. Beyond Identity safeguards organizations from breaches, data loss, and fraud by eliminating weak fishable authentication factors like OTP and SMS push codes. Go to securityweekly.com slash beyondidentity to get a free demo. That's securityweekly.com slash beyond identity to get a free demo today welcome back i'm aaron leyland and your first story of the week is critical adobe cold fusion flaw added to cisa's exploited vulnerability catalog um, the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency has added a critical flaw in Adobe Cold Fusion to its known vulnerabilities catalog, which I'm going to call Kev. Anyway, um, this is based on evidence of active exploitation. The vulnerability cataloged as CVE 2023-26359 with a CVSS score way up there in the highs of 9.8 relates to deserialization flaw present in Adobe Cold Fusion 2018 update 15 and earlier and Cold Fusion 2021 update five and earlier. Um, really bad that could result in arbitrary code execution in the context of the current user without requiring any interaction. It was patched weirdly and strangely by Adobe as part of updates issued in March 2023. And as of writing time, it's immediately not clear how the flaw is being used in the wild. Total whole lot of fun there. And one that I'd be interested to see what's being what's happening in the wild yeehaw okay story number two um police insider tipped off criminal friend about encrocat bust um an intelligence analyst working for police england shared information about a major countrywide operation with a criminal contact 
in what has been described as a disgraceful betrayal of colleagues. Um, she was working on Operation Venetic and Operation Venetic, so cool. Um, a major covert police operation launched after European investigators managed to crack Encrow crack chat. I'm just making up new names now. An encrypted communications platform used by organized criminals. And if you don't remember what the operation was, it was ridiculous. Um, at least it was to me. Um, so entire organized crime groups were dismantled during Operation Venetic with 746 arrests and um, a 54 million criminal cash, 77 firearms, which um, most of my American friends have in their garden, and um, over two tons of seized drugs so far. So quite a lot of drugs and a whole lot of arrests. Um, Encrocrat was one of the largest providers of encrypted communications and offered a secure mobile instant messaging service but obviously international law enforcement cracked it and kicked butt there was actually 60,000 users worldwide and 10,000 users in the UK and they're saying that the sole use for coordinating and planning of distribution of illicit commodities money laundering and even plotting to kill rivals, ridiculous stuff. But what I'm telling you now is um, for those of us not involved in crime, but for other reasons of anonymity or in keeping good security, we should probably use open source messaging apps and not these proprietary ones. Story three, US-based IT software company Evante warned customers today that a critical Sentry API authentication bypass vulnerability is being exploited in the wild. Discovered and reported by researchers at cybersecurity company Mnemonic, the critical vulnerability CV 2023-38035 enables unauthenticated attackers to gain access to sensitive admin portal configuration APIs exposed over 8443 port used by mobile iron configuration service. Get it patched. It's like APIs to me are still the wild, wild west of information security. Um, I'd brush up on them if I was you and I was in security. Story number four, sneaky Amazon Google ad leads to Microsoft support scam. A legitimate looking ad for Amazon in Google search results redirects visitors to a Microsoft Defender tech support scam that locks up their browser. Bad, bad, bad. Um, today, Bleeping Computer was alerted to what appeared to be a valid advertisement for Amazon in Google search results. The advertisement shows Amazon's legitimate URL, just like in the company's typical search result. Ridiculous. However, clicking on the Google ad will redirect the person to tech support scam, pretending to be an alert from Microsoft Defender. Um, stating that you're infected with malware at DLL. It's unclear why Google um, allows uh, advertisers to impersonate other companies' URLs, bad Google, to create these convincing advertisement scams. Um, Bleeping Computer reached out and haven't had an answer yet. Um, and they go on to say, which is definitely true, Google advertisements have been very heavily abused over the past year by other threat actors to distribute malware with somewhere 
sometimes leads to ransomware attacks. Um, so keep an eye out for them attacks, tell your users about them, and put in some mitigations. Story five, spoofing an Apple device and tricking users into sharing sensitive data. At the recent DEF CON hacking contest, contest? It is a contest. Some of it's a contest. Conference, which I thought was cancelled. Um, white hat hackers demonstrated how to spoof an Apple device and trick users into sharing their sensitive data. As reported by TechCrunch, attendees at the conference using iPhones started observing pop-up messages prompting them to connect their Apple ID or share a password with a nearby Apple TV. Um, <laughs> in my opinion, if it's being proof of concept at DEF CON and it's showing up there, we should um, probably look out for that in the wild pretty soon. All the fun of DEF CON. If you've not been and you're into that type of stuff, you really should go. Story number six. Hiatus rat returns after a hiatus in a fresh wave of attacks. Mostly put that in because of the title. But researchers at Black Lotus Lab claim that tactics and techniques are different from the group's previous focus on Latin American and European entities, wherein more than 100 edge networking devices were used to secretly collect traffic and operate as a covert C2 network. At the end of the day, it's always good to see what's going on, especially when one of the old adversaries pivots. So get on over there and have a look at the article if that interests you and see what's changed. Story number seven, researchers uncover real identity of Cypher Rat and Cracks Rat malware developer. So apparently using the online handle of EVLF dev and operating out of Syria for the past eight years, the individual is believed to have made over $75,000. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's good money for Syria. Probably is, actually. Um, from selling two rats to various threat actors, um, they said um, <laughs> this dude is a malware as service, a malware as a service operator, according to Cypherma. And over the last three years, EVLF has been offering Cracks Rat, one of the most dangerous Android rats available now, um, on the Surface Web Store, which which is pretty cool actually. There's a lot of things. I've had, even people had shown me drugs on the Surface Web recently, and not on the deep dark web. Um, but apparently, he sold 100 lifetime licenses. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the sort of end this one off. The investigation led to a freeze to the perpetrator's crypto wallet. Sorry, hacker bro, bad day after your eight years getting there. Okay, story number eight. Tesla discloses data breach related to whistleblower leak. Um, Tesla told US authorities that a data breach discovered in May resulted in the exposure of personal information, including social security numbers of more than 75 thousand individuals. The compromise included names, contact information, the employment related records associated with current and former employees. Um, <laughs> this one always makes me laugh. Just such a stock line. Impacted individuals are being offered credit monitoring and identity protection services. Thank you. Um, the leaks of Tesla files reportedly include information on more than 
100,000 current and former employees, customer bank details, production secrets, and customer complaints regarding driver assistance systems. Now, that is ridiculous. And them numbers seem very high. Didn't get a chance to check them out. But anyway, Tesla never out of the news, probably like their Bond villain boss enjoys very much. Story number nine. Google Chrome's new feature alerts users about auto removal of malicious extensions. So Google has announced plans to add a new feature. It should have been done ages ago, but anyway, in the upcoming version of its Chrome web browser to proactively alert users when an extension they have installed has been removed from the Chrome web store. The feature set for release alongside Chrome 117 allows users to be notified when an add-on has been unpublished by a developer taken down for violating Chrome web store policy or marked as malware. Malware. <laughs> As always, Google <laughs> doing some good work there. But I ask myself, compared to the revenue, is it enough? Come on, Google, give us some more. We're waiting for it. Now <laughs> is the time to hand over to a man smarter and definitely more camera friendly than me, Mr. Jason Wood, with your professional commentary. Hey, everybody. As always, good to be with you. Um, last week, I, I found this kind of interesting because it was something I'd never heard of. Last week, uh, funding for an ARPA-H uh, research opportunity called uh, the Digital Health Security Project, or DigiEels, as they uh, shorten it up to, opened up to applications. If you remember back a number of years ago when DARPA had their, their cyber fast track type of program, this kind of reminded me of that. Um, the, one of the research areas that they're interested in in particular as part of this uh, this research uh, effort is the idea that, you know, we've talked in here uh, for quite a while about how medical facilities are just always targeted. Uh, nice, nice, soft, squishy target, um, really important stuff. And so uh, people target it for ransomware, some kind of extortion. Uh, and, and what they're looking at is how do we turn that around and make it to where patients continue to receive care, effective care, in spite of even when uh, or in spite of an ongoing uh, attack against that organization or that facility. Um, now, the one caveat to this, if, uh, unfortunately, is, you know, I, I heard about this uh, yesterday and uh, funding actually or the, the, the application window closes on September 7th. So there's just a little over two weeks left. Now, if you're like me, uh, you have probably never heard of ARPA-H and you're thinking, ah, that sounds an awful lot like DARPA, though. What's going on here? And that that's basically... Uh, DARPA was kind of the inspiration for ARPA-H, or the Advanced Research Projects Agency, which is the same, but for health. Uh, it was authorized in March 2022 as part of an Appropriations Act uh, in the United States uh, by Congress and was signed into law. And uh, yeah, so it, what I find to be interesting about this is, is we're going to you know open up Kind of like DARPA opened up things for defense, for, for research opportunities to different uh, universities or, or organizations or individuals. Now, uh, ARPA-H is, is doing the same for healthcare. Um, so in this case, you know, we're, we're uh, looking to advance healthcare technologies and capabilities rather than 
uh, looking for new and interesting ways to blow something up or, or, or do something on the defense side of things. Now, I tend to be a little bit, I guess there's a bias, a little bit skeptical about new government agencies that get created, particularly when it's not part of a bill to create that agency. It's focused on it. It's being tagged in as part of a spending bill. Uh, but honestly, a research agency for healthcare seems like a great place for the federal government to get involved and you know offer some uh, support here to, to, in, to, to help uh, advance some of our capabilities in healthcare. Uh, in particular, you know, in areas where, as they put it in, in their website, where it's okay if it fails. This is a research project. We're trying something out. Obviously, they're going to try and vet it and look and make sure that, uh, you know, there's some kind of reasonable outcome that is being, is, is being sought. Uh, but it's okay for it if it doesn't work out because, again, the idea is to do, uh, to push things forward and, uh, and and accept that kind of failure, which is, you know, kind of different from what you get inside of businesses. Businesses don't like to spend tons of money on things and then have it blow up and fail. And, and then they just wasted all that money on it. Um, even though they end up learning a bunch of stuff, usually along the way, they'll use later on. So, yeah, I, I think this is pretty, pretty cool. Uh, again, we've been hearing about attacks on healthcare for a long time. And while ARPA-H has a, you know, very broad kind of, of look at things, they are specifically looking at cybersecurity as an area of interest. Now, um, you know, why healthcare agencies are under attack. You know, we've talked about that quite a bit. You've got these nice fragile devices that everybody depends on. You don't have staff really in a number of places to support it and, and do things that, you know, we would expect any kind, of, any kind of mature organization to have. But if you've got a, a hospital out in a rural area, for example, they're not going to have the same resources as, uh, uh, as a larger hospital inside of a big city. So, uh, according to the DigiHeels announcement, uh, they've got a pretty audacious goal. Um, according to their program manager, Andrew Carney, they're looking for, and this is quote, uh, they are looking for uh, rapid and stupendous progress, end quote, in defensive tools to protect healthcare systems. Um, but it's not enough to make some kind of sophisticated tool that maybe is really effective when it's used by highly uh, technical security professionals and a good-sized team or anything like that. He goes on to say, we want to ensure that the impact we have is significant, but also equitably uh, distributed. It doesn't matter if we can develop a perfect cure that makes a network completely impenetrable if a rural hospital can adopt it. Uh, because of light IT staff or minimal uh, or no security budget, end quote. Uh, so that's pretty pretty tall order. We want something that is you know revolutionary. That's going to provide, as they put it, was it uh, stupendous progress, but be able to be deployed in areas where you know they may have no budget for security whatsoever, and maybe only a couple of operations people to to support their IT operation, you know, IT systems. So that's that's a pretty tall order. You know, we're we're talking about something that is not only effective but is also easy to use, um, and is going to be fairly low cost. So definitely a very audacious goal. Uh, DigiHeels is in particular looking for submissions that deal with vulnerability detection, software hardening, system patching, and development of security controls. And then there's no limits as to who can apply. 
I've seen some of these federal research uh, grants where, you know, uh, you have to be a university and this type of something or other before you're allowed to apply to this, or you have to be this other type of organization. Um, and then some of them are more open. Well, in the case of DigiHeels and the, the, the research project it's under, it, it's open to anybody to apply to it. So uh, I thought that was also pretty well, uh, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, now, as I said, the deadline is September 7th, but uh, Carney was also quoted as saying, I'd encourage folks, even if they have ideas that don't cleanly fit or won't fit into the timeline of the solicitation to come talk to us. We will make the process fit the ideas as best we can, end quote. Now, that bit is a bit intriguing to me, if nothing else. A lot of these programs have some pretty strict rules. You have to meet all of the requirements, and if you don't, you're out. Um, but here they are saying, hey, we're, we're going to have some flexibility here. There are probably some limits to it as far as what they can do. But uh, just the fact that he's calling out and saying, come talk to us anyway. If you've got something really interesting and it doesn't, you can't quite get it in on the deadline or, or something like that, talk to us and, and let's see what we can do. Now, they didn't post any specific instructions for how you contact them, but I did do, uh, I found the research uh proposal on sam.gov which i included in the show notes the link to that i did a quick search for digi heels in there and i found an email address related to this and so that seems like that would probably be a pretty good start so um you know it's uh, there's an avenue to, to to contact him about it all in all i'm quite curious to see what can happen here with arba h i mean there's a ton of stuff that we depend on every day such as this internet thing that we're using right now that came out of DARPA with a military focus in the first place. Uh, now we have a new agency, again, focused on research um, and with the mission of advancing healthcare. And you've got this project aiming at improving the security of healthcare uh, systems as well. So, yeah, I'm, I, I think this is a pretty cool thing to see. Uh, what I'm interested in here, obviously, is how much money that they're going to have to put out for it. It's one thing to have an agency um, <clears throat> that you stand up, but then if you don't give it the the funding it needs to encourage the research and, and support people while they're working on it, then that's probably not going to yield very much. Uh, so, But hopefully they, they're they offering some good support here to, to help advance things. So uh, again, quite curious to see how this turns out. And kudos to ARPA-H for hiring a security researcher, Andrew Carney, as a program manager to address cybersecurity. I thought that was an interesting hire uh, and to have somebody like that in charge of the program. Uh, if you're interested in DigiHeels or you have an idea you'd like to submit, again, I've got the links in the show notes. So you can go check out the funding opportunity there. And uh, you know, if you got an idea, good luck. I, I wish you well on it. I think that'd be awesome. Now, I have heard that Aaron has already submitted a proposal to the DigiHeels project. He's worked on some biohacking and AI technology that he feels will deter ransomware operators, or really anyone, from interfering with the hospital's operations. Uh, I think he described it as a cross between RoboCop and Terminator. Um, so if personally, if it gets accepted, I think I'll be hiding out in a bunker in an undisclosed location because it sounds pretty ominous. Uh, so let's go back to Aaron to wrap up today's news. Oh, Jason, 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 stop giving away my obviously great ideas that I pulled off ChatGPT this morning. 
But um, honestly, I think this is a great idea. Um, I think um, <laughs> us falling back on tech billionaires who want to live forever to biohack us and um, help out with um, sort of sickness and disease is um, old hat. Although I don't even see that many tech billionaires stepping up to the plate and curing cancer. Instead, they want to race to the moon or build race cars or something like that. But I think you're right. This is good. People should get amongst it. Um, it's not much time. <laughs> so um, you might have to work 24-7 for the next couple of weeks to get involved in that. But definitely a very interesting story and um, one that I wish I was smart enough to get involved in. So um, finally for this week, we have foreign intelligence entities eyeing up U.S. space agencies. U.S. intelligence agencies are warning about unnamed foreign intelligence entities i don't know maybe possibly allegedly i don't know china iran north korea oh who else could it be russia are they busy at the minute messing everything up all over europe and the world but anyway um these unnamed foreign intelligence entities targeting the private sector to steal sensitive data related to satellite payloads and disrupting and degrading u.s satellite capabilities the agency said foreign intelligence entities recognize the importance of commercial space industry to the U.S. economy and national security, including the growing dependence of critical infrastructure on space-based assets. Yes, <laughs> we talk over them and everything. It's amazing. So no shiz, no shock. Um, <laughs> I really hope this is a job for Space Force and anybody is listening. I want in on Space Force. How many times do I have to ask? I even looked up the motto today and it was either I knew it, I'm surrounded by assholes or Semper Supra. Um, well, one was Space Balls and the other was Space Force, but I get them mixed up. Okay, bye-bye from me. You will have Dr. Doug back on Friday along with myself giving the professional commentary. Peace out, people.